Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. CJ McCullough makes a Dame prediction. Dame is forced to clear things up on Instagram. Portland's got Scoot on the brain. And Scandaval has nothing on Zion Williamson and our pop culture. I can't. I want to fast forward to that because we have to talk about Zion and all his shenanigans with his ex and this and baby coming and that. It's just, woo, it's some serious scandalous stuff. But anyway, we will deal with the Blazers mostly first here on the Sports by Northwest podcast. I am Aaron Fentress of the Oregonian and Oregon Live, and I'm joined by Brenna Green of Coin6, who's getting ready to head down to Eugene to cover the Ducks baseball team in the Super Regional against Oral Roberts. I made that up. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, I got it right. Okay. Are <laughs> uh, you pretty pumped up for that? Does, does that sound like yeah, I'm excited. It'll be fun. I've never, uh, I've never covered an NCAA baseball anything before, so something definitely different for me. Gonzaga got very close to hosting a few years back, and then they lost some games they shouldn't have lost, and uh, didn't happen. So you know, we're just we're we're finally making up for lost time. So uh, yeah. Anyways, I'm I'm excited to to do something a little different this weekend. And Ducks are two wins away from the College World Series, which is insane. Yeah. So I'm not gonna lie. With how they ended the regular season, I did not see this happening. But you know, when you get hot, you get hot. You get hot. So, this, so there you have this it. This actually reminds me of I covered the first Ducks Super Regional against Kent State. I can't mm-hmm. remember exactly when that was, but it reminds me of a story from covering that involving me and Kent State fans. Some psycho Kent State fans. We're gonna talk about that later. I'm gonna say that for last because it just reminded me. It's just one of the most Ooh, one of the dumbest I things I ever it. dealt with in my life. Anyway, but first I love it. <laughs> but first, <clears throat> let's talk about the Blazers and Damian Lillard. Man, this has been a wild week. Damien went on a podcast, Showtime Sports Podcast. Uh, CJ appeared on Get Up and ESPN's First Take. And then Dame had to go on Instagram to clear up some misconceptions. Fans were running wild, taking every little thing he said and spinning it into something crazy. This re- messed up my week because I had to go post on some of the shenanigans. And then, the, then, then you get this crazy... Uh, report from Sean Devaney of uh, Heavy.com saying that an Eastern Conference exec says the Suns want to try and get Damien and the Suns, Suns, the Suns have absolutely nothing to offer. <laughs> uh, but anyway, let's start with CJ's prediction. He says that he believes if he were a betting man, I should say, that Damien has played his last game in PDX. But then he said, but I'm but I'm not a betting man, so don't take it too seriously. But that's my prediction. Damien, however, on the podcast he was on, when he was asked, do you see yourself in Portland next season? He said that he does. So what do you make of these conflicting viewpoints on Damien's future? Well, did you <laughs> Brenda's see rolling her eyes and piercing her eyes and doing all sorts of dancing eye disgusted things with her eyes. Anyway, go ahead. 
Oh, yeah. Well, you know, that's one of my specialties. Um, one of my specialties is not being able to hide how I feel about something, um, which is, you know, simultaneously a good and really awful thing. Uh, <laughs> whoopsies. Like, if there's ever an awkward situation, watch my face. because My <laughs> face will tell you everything. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, then CJ, the next day, went on ESPN again. And then was like, oh, like I was taken out of context and stuff. And you're like, no, they weren't. Like, what are you talking about? Um, yeah, if only I could see the text messages flying between CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard. I bet that was a, bet that was a fun little convo. As Damian's in Hong Kong, he's not even in the United States right now. He's like, man, I'm in another country. Like. <laughs> keep my name out your collective mouths says damian willard yeah right uh i mean you know it's understandable that they're gonna ask cj about dame that's yeah what's gonna happen uh cj is by far and away the like when you think of teammates the most closely related teammate to dame of anybody else in the nba so they're gonna ask him about dame right <sighs> how are this it's just like it's all a bunch of hullabaloo and it's just not like rooted in like facts it's not rooted in anything that is there's it's just it's just it's just people talking to talk yeah it's just people we're talking killing to talk. time Damian... we're killing time till the draft exactly yeah. Um, you know, I'm over like this the Stephen A play my violin for Damian Lillard like <laughs> Damian Lillard isn't playing the violin for Damian Lillard, so can we, like, can we stop? Like, this is, like, yeah, and, and you know what? Here's the deal. Every time Stephen A. talks about it, the internet blows up, and at the end of the day, what is Stephen A. trying to do? Get the internet blown up. So, he's getting rewarded every time that he goes on his swan song about how Damian Lillard isn't needs to come play for the New York Knicks. <laughs> of course he does in your eyes, because you're a Knicks fan, okay? Like, ugh, we got it, all right? But, you know, he's going to keep doing this as long as the internet keeps blowing up over it. So, good for him, because he knows how to get traction, and you want to know what? Make that money right now at ESPN, because they're going through layoffs. So, show them that you mean something. <laughs> there you go. That's what's going to wow. happen. Okay. There's your like really inside media talk there. Um, but yeah, I mean, the whole thing is just, it's just people talking to talk. Damien has to realize when he goes on a podcast like that, they are going to isolate the points where he is talking about you know, when they're throwing out teams at him that he may like to go to, even though he said on the podcast that he thought he was going to be in a Blazers jersey next year. But he, you have to understand how this works. This is how this works. They are going to tweet out, or they're going to post the clips of you talking about going to other teams because, once again, that is what makes them money. That is what gets them subscribers. That's what gets them viewers. Yep. This is how this works. So you have to be smart enough to realize that as well. When that when those questions are happening, you have to know where this is all headed, right. and you have to you have to have that foresight. So. You know, I, I mean, it's not blaming Damien, but it's also like, yeah, this all, this, this all, this all is falling a very like normal uh, trajectory, and I'm not surprised by any of it. What do you think? Since I obviously have a lot of thoughts. Well, when I saw the initial clips and the initial tweets quoting him, 
I thought, okay, I got to go watch this entire thing because most of the time, whenever you see something really short, they're taking things yes. out of context. Anytime I mm-hmm. see a clip, whether it's sports or politics or an entertainer or something, and it's like 15 seconds and they're still continuing to talk when it shuts off, you can't trust it. There, there's a there's a clear agenda no. there, right? Uh, <clears throat> but he was given four teams and he, he picked, you know, Miami and Brooklyn and said because he's got dogs playing there. He's got Bam in Miami. He's got Bridges in Brooklyn. He wasn't saying for sure that that's where he would end up with either one of those teams. He also even said that it would be tough. It's going to be tough to trade him somewhere because wherever he trades them, they can't decimate that roster. Right. Otherwise, why would that team trade for Dame and then give up a, so many assets that they're not a contender. And then they're basically just a version of Portland. Right? So he says that as well, but of course it all gets twisted into you know, him him saying he, he would like to go to Miami or Brooklyn, and then people wondering, does this mean he's out? And then, of course, he said he wants to stay, but that's that gets pushed down a little bit. And then other people were saying, well, he also said he wanted to stay, or he, he thinks he's going to stay, but people ignore that. And then you got people throwing out all these, these trade rumors and things like that. And that, that's just the cycle in the world we live in. However, for me personally, I, I found it kind of interesting because he was kind of like, he, he gets this all the time, but he was – Having done to him what he kind of did to me a couple of years ago, when some player, some not players, some fans were saying that CJ and Dame formed the best backcourt in the league, and it wasn't even close. And this was eight games into the season, and I responded with Westbrook Beal question mark, and then got into a back and forth with them, and then they said, "Well, we're not talking about all time performance or the past. We're talking about right now through eight games." And I said, "All right," and I left it alone. Five day, days later, Damian in a, in a Zoom post game calls me out for saying that he and CJ weren't the best backcourt in the NBA. And I didn't even remember what he was talking about. I was like, pause. I'm like, wait, what? what you I even said, like, what? Because I couldn't remember what he was talking about. And then it clicked. Oh, the, the Bill Westbrook thing. And I said, yeah, someone said you guys were the best. And I said, what about these two? What? I asked a question. I didn't state they were better. I just asked a question. Then he gave me the stare down. It was like on SportsCenter. It was on Instagram, like 800,000 views. Justin Timberlake liked it. Like yep. it, was, it was just wild. And I literally just raised the question. I didn't say they were better. So part of me last night was like, hey, this is, this is what you did to me. This is what everyone did to me. And it's just, but it's one of those things where you, where context, timing, facts, reality, be damned. Can I spin this into something that gives me a reason to sensationalize it? And that's just the world we live in. So mm-hmm. Damien needs to be careful. Damien Lillard in Hong Kong right now could be walking down the street listening to music and someone says what are you what are you listening to oh a new york state of mind from alicia keys and jay-z oh snap dame to the knicks confirmed (laughs) right and that's exactly what people would do uh so you know Mm -hmm. he's got to be more careful but at the same time people have to be more responsible Yeah, okay, just, with that. Here's, so, let, so let's. You know, yeah. Go ahead. You have anything else you want me to segue? Let's go to the next segue? topic. Yeah. You were, because, you, you were me. You know, like. <laughs> Sorry. I, I got it. Okay. I got it. Okay. okay. I mean, yeah, so what I was going to say is that, you know, we've all kind of been like, well, maybe this will die down once the draft happens and we have more clarity about everything. Mm-hmm. However,. There's been a lot of talk online. Let's be real. I really don't see the Blazers 
I really, I all signs are leading towards the Hornets drafting Brandon Miller. Right. All signs. Right. Okay. Now, you know, maybe we're wrong, but whatever. Uh, right now, that's what it looks like. So there's been a lot of talk online about the Blazers drafting Scoot and keeping Lillard. Mm-hmm. Which could totally happen. Mm-hmm. In which case, we're going to be stuck in this vortex forever. I'm calling it the Dame Tex. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like it. We're just going to keep getting sucked, sucked down. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah. Do you see a world in which the Blazers draft Scoot and keep Lillard? <clears throat> it's complicated, obviously. There's a lot of discussion back and forth about what they should do, but any conversation involving what they should do has to include what the options are. And so when people say, I don't see them getting a a legit star, so they should just keep the pick. Well, yeah. I mean, duh. (laughs) I wouldn't trade the pick straight up for OG or Bridges. I would definitely consider Brown. I would consider Aiton. No way. You know, it would have to be, it has to be a legitimate all-star Siakam, I would, uh, that that makes you look like a contender. So you have a legitimate one, two, and then Grant's your three, and then you're still able to add a couple vets, and you roll. Clearly, they don't want to trade Sharp, so you have Sharp and Matisse at the two. So you got a vet who plays D, and then you got a superstar in, in the making who obviously can, can pour in points. And... You know, that that to me could contend if you could pull that off. But if you can't get a legitimate, at least bridges for number three, then you don't trade it. So then if you don't trade it, you're keeping it, which means you're going to keep no. the player. So now you have Scoot Henderson. You've added a 19-year-old to your roster to go along with a 20-year-old, which is what Dame said he didn't really want. The only way that, to me, is going to pacify Dame at all is if you're able to take Simons and Picks and still bring in someone like OG or Aiden, right? So there's, there's a way to get one of those sort of second-tier guys, not an all-star, but a, a pretty good player who probably makes you better. And then you just hope Dame can look at the team and say, okay, <clears throat> maybe we're not like just out there, top three obvious contenders in the West, but we're better. And if we stay healthy and play well, we can, we can make some noise and be disruptive. And if he believes that's... Scoot can be a legit backup point guard, and that sh- combination of Shaden and Matisse can be pretty potent at two guard. And if you satisfy Dame in that way, then then go for it and just see what happens. But Dame has to resign himself to the fact that he's likely not going to contend. So a starting lineup to me of Dame, Sharp, OG, Grant, Nurkic, I think can make some noise of healthy, but I'm not going to make them out to be contenders because Shaden and Scoot would be in the top eight of that rotation, and they're just too young. They're going to get too many minutes, and you just don't win with 19- and 20-year-olds. You just don't. Unless I mean, it took Kobe and Shaq four years to win a title. And Scoot's not Kobe, and Dame's not Shaq. So I just don't see them contending within <laughs> Dame's window. That said, you have maybe a puncher's chance if Scoot and Shaden rapidly develop in the next couple of years. And then if you're the Blazers, if it fails with Dame – oh, well, we've got Scoot and Sharp moving forward. So to answer your question, yes. (laughs) I think the trade market right now is really rough. Right. I think it's a really, really rough trade market right now. And, you know, there's just not a lot that is 
leaning in Portland's favor in terms of that. And it being well known that they would like to trade to get some sort of superstar. No team is just going to let a superstar walk over. And it's it, unless the, they're the re- unless right they're rebuilding, pretty- unless they're you know yes, unless they're rebuilding. Right. I mean, we've seen them move. We've, we've seen Chris Paul traded around, Harden traded around, Westbrook. Yeah. Tra- Paul, yeah, they're rebuilding. Yes, and if you're rebuilding, you would want a number three pick. And, and one more thing, if Scoot is so amazing, and the next Derrick Rose, then why aren't teams lining up around the block to trade for? That gives me pause yep. right there. It's like, wait a minute. Everyone's making this guy out to be the next Derek Rose or Westbrook or Dame. If he's that good, why isn't Utah on the phone saying, we'll give you Lowry for him? Or we'll give or Toronto would say, okay, we're done with what we have going on. We're going to trade you Siakam for him. Like to me, those things should be happening if he's that great. But that's just me. Yeah. Continue. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I, I just think it's a really, really tough climate right now. And the Blazers are not going to be willing to make a trade that is going to fleece them. And another team is not going to make, be willing to make a trade that they don't think they're getting, that they don't think they're getting the assets back that they want. Right. So this is just getting, there's just a lot of tension, like between what the franchise wants to do and what they actually can do. And that's really tough right now. Uh, so, we'll see what happens but i mean i feel like and you know you don't want to put too much stock in this sort of stuff because to be honest like it's just you never know but i'll say that them hiring poo jetter doesn't hurt the case to bring in scoot considering they are super super close right and Pooh no, Pooh's played with Scoot for, I believe, the last two years. Yeah, last two years. So, um, you know, Scoot's, it's not official that Pooh's over, but it basically is. I mean, Mark Spears talked about it right. uh, or tweeted about it, that he's going to be an assistant GM with the G League team and a player development coach with the Blazers. So, um, you know, there's somebody who, who knows Scoot very, very well. I'm not saying that that means that they are necessarily going to be bringing in Scoot. But I am, but does it, does it hurt? No. Does that feel like kind of a Tealy's moment? A little bit. We'll see what happens. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I feel like right now it is becoming more and more of a real possibility that they keep this number three pick. And, you know, by the way, that doesn't mean that he doesn't get traded at some point down the road when maybe they find a more favorable trade that they like. Right. That doesn't mean that, but I mean, if you can't find a trade on draft night that that you like, you got to do it. You just have to, you you have to draft the kid and, and hope that either a, he turns into the superstar that everybody says he's going to be, or B, he turns into a very valuable part of a trade asset package that you can get down the road for a player that wasn't available when the draft came about. Right. So you you can't just you you can't just trade it to trade it. That's all I'm saying. So there's, yeah, I I think a lot of people feel like if they draft Scoot, that means they have they're going to keep him forever. 
And I don't think that's that's not necessarily the case either. So there's a lot of ifs, ands, and buts going on here. But I, I think that right now I would say I'm going to give it a 65% chance that they draft Scoot. How about that? I like that, 65 yeah. So coming into this process, I was told 100%. Well, even before they even, during, like late in the season when, when the tanking began, <clears throat> 100% they're yeah. trying to trade the pick. And then coming into the process, 100% yeah. they're trying to trade the pick. And that the only way Dame would leave is if they don't trade the pick. <laughs> right? And now it's like I'm hearing from people that eh, things are shifting. The market for the pick is not very good right now. And mm-hmm. they're leaning toward taking whichever guy's available, Scoot and Miller, and still planning on keeping Dame, which means, of course, Ant and Picks would have to be traded to get someone in. Right? you got to bring you got to bring in another starter at yeah. the three or at, at center if you move Nerd or both. Uh, you can't just roll out there with, you know, you're not going to start Nasir Little at the, at the three, I don't think. I don't think Dame is going to be keen. Like, you've got to get someone in that elevates the roster. And so, to me, it seems like if you can somehow get Bridges for mm-hmm. Ant and a bunch of picks, money. And if I'm the Nets, I consider that. I, I think Ant goes to the Nets and puts up 28 and 8 as the lead guy. Uh, his numbers would explode. And you get a bunch of picks. Uh, so, I, I think the Nets should maybe consider that. I don't think they'll probably do it, though. I think maybe OG is probably the best shot and Toronto needs a point guard. Um, so maybe they'll do that for a couple of picks or maybe it's, it's Ant to Phoenix for Aiton because Aiton, you know, well, I mean, Monty Williams is gone now. So maybe a new coach will give uh, Aiton a new, you know, a new slate, but they need a point guard. If they're going to get rid of Paul and the reports that they're going to try and come after Dame are just ridiculous because they don't have any picks because they traded them to the nets for Durant. Yeah. So they can't, I mean, they, yeah. they could offer Aiton and a bunch of second round picks they don't really have players on the team that they could get rid of to get other first picks to, to send to Portland. So I just don't see how that even becomes a reality. Now, obviously Portland's going to accommodate Dame and send him where he wants to go within reason though. Like it has to be, it has to be within reason. Tyler hero and a bunch of picks go to Miami. I can see that Aiden for a bunch of second round picks or some other part. No, I don't, I don't see that happening. So uh, if they, if they can find another player to bring in, and and they and Dame believes Scoot is legitimate legitimate enough right now to come off the bench as his backup and give them quality minutes, which I question if the, if he's going to be good enough to do that for a team that wants to contend. Then Dame will stay, and and you'll you'll roll the dice one more year, and if and if things blow up again, then maybe Dame asks out at thirty four, but then his value is going to be less. Or maybe things are are not doing well; they're not going well early in the season, and you trade Dame at the trade deadline, or like you said, trade Scoot or Brandon Miller at the trade deadline. And and to someone who's like, okay, we suck, we're done, we're ready to start over. Who wants this guy? Oh, we do. We'll take him. We'll give you Scoot. Okay, done. And Scoot some, you know, some salary match, obviously. So there's a lot of things that can still happen, but it's it's starting to look like they've resigned themselves to the fact that they could very easily keep that pick, but that they could also keep Dame, which I didn't know if that would be possible going into the process. Yeah, well, we were both at that end of season press conference where Damien said one nineteen year old is enough. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much what he said. I actually watched That's that. That's literally that is that is what he said. I watched that back last week. He said, "I'm good with one." Yep. Shaden special. Thank you very much. Shaden special, so okay, but you know we need somebody. And then he said that he believed that there that there were guys out there who wanted to come to Portland. It just has to happen. 
And so I'm, I'm just a little floored and I, you know, I need to seek some more information on this. Um, but I'm just floored. Like there's, there's something amiss here. If, if Scoot is so flipping amazing, why isn't someone out there who wants to maybe start over throwing someone at the Blazers? Or are they and the Blazers just rebuffing it because they're like, eh, we like him, but, and if you're doing that, is that fair to Dame or does Dame not care? Like, it's just, there's just so many different ways you can look at this thing and it's just so hard to know what's going on unless you're Joe Cronin or Billups or Dame. So anyway. Yay. <laughs> now, the 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 cool thing about this is if you want to consider it cool, let's say you get that secondary guy, you roll with what you got. If it fails, you still have Scoot and, and Shaden moving forward. So I'm going to ask you. Yes. Do you are you drinking the Kool Aid on those two as developing into one of the best backcourts in the NBA? I mean, I can't drink any Kool Aid on that until I see Scoot Henderson play in the NBA. Boo! Like, <laughs> boo! Like, like that's just you know. I mean, as much as we you know we've seen him play in the G League or and and he's he's looked good. I mean, I he sat out a lot of the second half of this last season um but you know i mean i understand why shaden i i I was thinking as you were talking by the way like what a position for anthony simons to be in like he didn't do anything wrong he played well this year he played he played decent and think about this time last year when everyone was like oh anthony 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 and now it's like pretty much like yeah he's not gonna be a blazer next year like (laughs) What a weird spot for him to be in. Just because it's not like it was like, oh, Anthony really played horribly this year or something. That wasn't the situation at all. So just, yeah, it's a, it's it must be a weird position for him to be in out of everyone involved in this because it's like, yeah, you're probably going to go, but not through any fault of your own. It's just you're the you're the lamb in this situation. So I do kind of <laughs> I do kind of feel for him a little bit. In that sort of scenario, because it, and I mean, you know, who knows? We've been, uh, we've been here before, where it's like, oh, this guy's definitely going to go, and then he doesn't end up, then they, he doesn't end up going. But you know, I, I think that it's pretty clear that it's going to be him. Uh, so, yeah, just a weird spot for him to be in. Now, in terms of Shaden, yeah, I mean, the kid's special. What else can you say? Yeah. I would like to see him <clears throat> get better in terms of defense. Um, but you know, it's his first year in the league, so I'm not going to, last year was his first year in the league. So I'm not going to ask too much on that sort of situation. And there were obviously times where he was out there and he looked totally lost. And then there was other times when he was out there and it was like, Oh my gosh. Whoa. So I don't know. I don't know. I can't, I can't drink the Kool-Aid on that right now. You know? I guess I guess I'm not I'm not made for this media takeathon world where I'm supposed to You know, to I was going to say no you requiring some kind of evidence and and context to make to give a hot take. It's not very, you know, 2023 journalism of you. Oh man, I'm violating everything. I tweeted something ridiculous. I just, today. I'm so sorry. I tweeted something ridiculous today and offered a uh, a disclaimer as I did it. 
Oh, if you can't handle hard knocks, He's you aren't ready to contend. That's what it was. Because the Jet, the Jets, Bears, and Saints all said they don't want to be on hard knocks. So there's a formula, and there's four teams right now that cannot deny it. Jets, Commanders, yeah. Bears, Saints. And the Jets have already said they don't want to do it. So I tweeted, if you can't handle hard knocks, you aren't ready to contend. Then I put a completely invented take with no supporting facts or context, but I liked it, so I went with it. So you have to be able to roll like that, Brenna. <laughs> no, you're more mature than that. Okay, my bad. Okay, anyway, well, uh, <laughs> okay. All right, let's hear your thoughts. Do you think so, but, that Scoot and so, Anthony, or not Anthony, sorry, Shaden, Shaden could be, uh, could be, could I be think, the I, best I th- back I think, in the NBA? I, I think Shaden's going to be legit. And, our, and I'm not going to name who it was, but at, at a couple of games late in the season, there were a couple other Blazers journalists who were saying There's, the jury's still out and we don't know and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, you guys are crazy. Unless that guy's a, a Neanderthal and can't figure out how to you know run a simple offense in the NBA. There's no way he's not going to be made. He's all, like, the fact that he does everything, like, he, he attacks anybody at the rim. He can finish in any type of way imaginable, plus not, not not even just counting the 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 tomahawk dunks, he can shoot threes, shoot difficult threes, and he can hit the mid-range stuff from anywhere, which to me is like becoming a lost art. I mean, Butler does it, DeRozan does it, CJ does it, Devin Booker does it a lot. But like when you have a guy who can hit from anywhere at any time and get his shot, any, like, there's no way he's not going to ever make an all-star team. Like that's to me, that's impossible. He's a guaranteed all-star as far as I'm concerned. Scoot, I don't know about Scoot. Scoot, you know, 16 and 7 in the G League, 42% shooting, or 43, excuse me, 27 from threes. He's got to work on that, obviously. Uh, you know, he missed some games, like you said, but his team went 11 and 21. I'm not sitting here. Like Some people are acting like he's going to walk right in and just be the man. I just don't believe that's going to be the case. I think he'll be good. What I do like about him, he's a good distributor. So he looks like he's a more naturally gifted distributor, playmaker than Anthony. But offensively, Anthony's better right now. Anthony would light him up, I believe. There's no way Scoot would beat out Anthony in a competition to start in the backcourt. There's no way Scoot would beat out Sharp. Mm-hmm. Um, so Scoot would be coming in as a backup. But it's funny to me that they're willing to give up on Ant and move Ant quicker because they probably believe Scoot has more upside. And I think probably because he's a true point guard who should be able to score. Whereas Ant is kind of a like if Ant were six six, he'd he'd be a two guard hundred percent. But since he's six three, he play yeah, he plays some point, but he's not a natural playmaker. He can do it, but he's not it's not like he's he's like get, totally gifted at it, but he definitely is a gifted scorer. Uh so yeah, I mean I I give it I give it fifty fifty because I think Shaden's gonna be there, the jury's out on scoot, but he's so you saw him. I mean he looked like a, a NFL safety at nineteen. Uh he he gets to the rim with such strength, like Rose did, like Westbrook does, <clears throat> and he's fearless. And he's he's already considered to be a pretty good defender, which is nice to have that in your bag as a 19 year old because you're only going to develop there. So yeah, I, I think he's at least going to be really good. And so I'm I'm going to go 50 50. One all star for sure, and the other one should at least be very good. And you know. We have to preface this by saying everyone's putting their best foot forward when they're at a draft, you know, at a draft workout. But he did seem like a very nice, level-headed guy, yes. and I appreciated that about him. Definitely, so, and, and engaging uh, and funny. He'll make he'll make up for Shaden who won't say anything. Yeah. 
I mean, it's true. Shaden repeats your hopefully, question. You know, hopefully, hopefully Shaden has an Anthony Simons like glow up when it comes to talking. I'm not super. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not super uh, confident. Let's see. It, I'm not. Yeah, it's not something that I think is necessarily going to happen. It doesn't seem very promising to me. But you know, you know what? Crazier things have happened. But yeah, Shaden. Uh, I think you asked Shaden. You were like, "Would you rather go to the dentist or talk to us?" <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> that's right. He said the dentist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, Shaden. Oh, Shaden. We're. I promise. I promise. We don't bite. Um, but I don't think it really has anything to do with us. To be completely no, frank. no. He, I think he just doesn't like. I just. He's not a talker. He's not a talker. And all, not what he does. I don't think he, he really game do the talking. Right. And I don't think he really knows what to say. Like what? Like what context are we talking? Especially after a loss, when they lose by twenty. Like late in the season, they lost by twenty, but he had twenty five. We're asking him about. Okay, I went out there and I played basketball. And I had I had minutes. And I made some shots like you guys have all seen me make. And so, what are you talking to me about? Like he's not saying that, but that's why I think it's going through his head. Whereas we're looking for some grander context to this, you know, like, oh, did you? Are you rising to the occasion, embracing these minutes? And you know, he's just not going to pontificate like that because he has such bigger plans and and dreams for himself that scoring twenty five in a game where you lost by twenty is kind of like. Okay, I'm just kind of doing my job until the season's over. Anyway, uh, before we get to pop culture, because I know you want to update on Scandal, right? <clears throat> oh, yeah, okay. we got we have the last one. This is so, this is hopefully it. So let me tell my quick all my brain cells. Let, let me tell my quick. My brain cells are hoping it's it. Let me tell my quick Kent State story. Yes, so, please. The Oregon Ducks under Horton um, reached the Super Regional, hosted the Super Regional. I'm trying to figure out what year that was. And it's 2012. 2012. Okay. Have they been to a super regional since? Or was that their last one? I'm not sure if it's their last one, but that's the last time they hosted. Okay. So they play Kent State, and I'm writing preview stuff, and I look at Kent State. And the Ducks that year, they played a lot of small ball. Their offense was really kind of mediocre, but their defense was good. And they had good pitching, right? So they were a small ball team. They, they they literally, I watched those guys score a few runs in an inning to come back in a game, and the ball did not leave the infield. I swear to you, it was amazing. Uh, but they're playing Kent State, and I'm doing research on Kent State. And yeah, Kent State's not you know a, a power five conference team, but they're they were really good, and they actually had more MLB draft prospects on their team than the Ducks. They had a really good offense. They had some pop. And they had like two pitchers that were projected to be drafted. So they had the pitching, they had the offense. Like they definitely looked like a threat. And I wrote my preview, giving a major problem. I didn't write anything along the lines of all oh, the Ducks are going to roll this Kent State team or whatever. I actually made it look like, no, the Kent State could come here and win this thing. So anyway, the, the error I made is I called Kent State the Eagles. Oh, no. And they're the Flashes. So how that happened was, what happened was, their mascot is an eagle, but his name is Flash, right? When I went on their website, they have a big old eagle. That's why I called them the Golden Eagle. And they had an article, they had an article on the website of them unveiling uh, a Golden Eagle mascot um, statue. 
But I, but other than that, I couldn't see anything that referred to them as eagles, and I didn't see anything on the front page that said anything about flashes. But they had this big giant eagle there, right? So then I googled them, yeah. and I found them on some on like Alabama's schedule for some sport, and they called them the Kent Golden Eagles. I thought they were the Golden Eagles. Who knew? So I looked one other place. And I saw Eagles again as their mascot. But remember, their their eagle their mascot is an eagle, but he's named Flash after their nickname, which is the Flashes. So I got it wrong, but I tried. Right? I actually did look it up. Yeah, I thought they were the Golden Eagles. So see. So anyway, some people you know emailed me or hit me up on Twitter and told me I got it wrong. And I was like, oh, snap, my bad. And so I found somewhere where it said flashes. And I changed it. It was online. I changed it in the article. It wasn't that big a deal. And I, I tweeted, oh, my bad. Yeah. And then someone's like, and then someone from Kent State, or several people from Kent State just came at me like sideways. It was crazy. How could you make such a stupid mistake? And I said, I said, oh, my fault. But, you know, I told them the process. I just told you. And that in my mind, it made sense that they were the Golden Eagles since I was seeing Golden Eagles. I wasn't seeing flashes and their mascot was an eagle. And 99% of teams, <laughs> their ma- their physical yeah. mascot matches their nickname. Correct. And so, you know, I was like, you know, my bad, I fixed it, you know, but I, I did look it up. It's not like I just, I, I looked it up. I thought I had it right. And they just kept coming at me. You're disrespecting Kent State. Someone actually wrote an article for like uh, SB Nation or something or whatever it was, calling me nice. out. When journalists make mistakes, they should just own it. And this Aaron Fentress guy kept making mistakes. No, I literally said my mistake, my bad. I wasn't making excuses. I was saying, here's what happened. So obviously if someone says, well, this is what happened. Oh, you're making an excuse. No, I'm just telling you what happened. It's my fault. I made a mistake. And then, and then here's the things that's stupid. Is that someone said, oh, you just don't think much of our baseball team. So you're just going to disrespect us because you think the Ducks are power five. And they're just going to – I go, no, actually, here's the article I wrote where I made it very clear that Kent State could could win this. And then, of course, they dis, they, you know, <laughs> they dismissed that, even though it's right there that I'm, like, praising their team. Hell, I was more glowing about their team than some of their articles about the team. And then someone brought up the Crimson Tide. Is Alabama's mascot a wave? And I'm like, No. I didn't say all. I said the vast majority. The Huskies is a Husky. The Ducks is a Duck. The Sun Devils is a Devil. The Bruins is a Bruin. The Cardinal, I guess, is a tree. But, you know, there's, you know I'm like, so why are you guys acting like this? Why are you taking this so personally? I screwed it up. I made a mistake. I apologized for it, and I fixed it. Dude, people were just, it, it was mind-bending how ridiculous people took it. And so finally, I just I just stopped. Like I was like, you know what, you guys are nuts. Good luck, peace. And I swear to God, one of the guys who came at me the most, I swear I saw him in the hotel down there. And we walked right past each other because I kind of glanced at him. He kind of glanced at me. I'm like, is that that? Mm-mm. And <laughs> I didn't say anything beyond that. I just kept going to my hotel room, so I didn't want to get into it. But woo, it was wild. But what what, what struck me about that was how unwilling they were to just let it go. They, they, 
they made it as if I'd assassinated the mascot. Yeah. Right. They took it so personally and they tried to make it into all these other things that none of them were true. And it really pissed me off the whole, you're just, you're discounting us because we're not at the same level as Oregon as an athletic department. When I'm like, dude, there's no way it, read my art. Cause, cause I was getting some grief from some duck fans who said, you're crazy if you think they're going to beat us. I said, I didn't think they were going to win. I just said, better watch out because this team's pretty stacked. So I was getting it from both ways. And they did win. And they did win. <laughs> so my warnings and predictions were kind of right. I didn't say they would win, but I was like, watch out. This is going to be a good series. Like these guys could definitely win. But I still was getting grief from the Kent State people for disrespecting Kent State because I accidentally called them the Eagles, the Golden Eagles, when their damn mascot is a freaking Golden Eagle. How can you be, I remember saying to someone, how can you feel so disrespected that I call them the golden eagle when your mascot is literally a golden eagle? Aren't you disrespecting your mascot? Anyway, enough of that. It just brought me back to those memories. Memories. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I can understand <laughs> on some levels just from like, as somebody who has um, grown up in two fan bases where everything gets mispronounced. So Gonzaga, you know, Gonzaga. What is it, by the way? I was... It's Gonzaga. Gonzaga. Okay. I usually say that, but sometimes, zag. sometimes I go Zog every once in a while. Zag. But yeah, Gonzaga. Think, That's why I usually think say about that. Nobody, nobody calls them the Zogs. They call them the Zags. <laughs> so there you go. That's how you do it. That's how we figure this out, everybody. Right. It's um, not I will that say, hard. I think on the East Coast, there's, there's, another, there's another school on the East Coast. There's a high school, and I'm pretty sure they go by Gonzaga. Um, but we go by Gonzaga and that's just what it is. I don't know what else to tell you. It is what it is. That's how, how we pronounce it. So there you go. I don't know. I don't know who's right. Who's wrong. I don't really care for the Zags. Okay. <laughs> Period. Makes sense. Um, so, so like sometimes I get really frustrated with national people who pronounce it wrong because it's like, guys at this, like, come on, come on. Uh, but th- I'm sorry. Kent State has not been in the NCAA tournament the last 20 years, right. 20 plus years. Uh, or, and, and, you know, same with, and at one point, I think it's pretty much all rectified by now. Although I have had to, I actually, within the last few years, I had to tell somebody this. This is actually, this is actually a funny story, but um, Oregon, that's a real one <laughs> yeah. that we all, that we all had to deal with that is pretty much gone, except I had to tweet at Richard Deitch because his podcast, Redoes Media, he had like multiple weeks where he said Oregon on there. And I finally was like, yo, I just, I'm trying to help you out, man. And then he ended up like, he mispronounced it again. And he's like, oh man, I'm so sorry to Brenna Green, like of Spokane, Washington. And they're like, and then they're like, did you pronounce Spokane right? Because <laughs> everybody says Spokane. Spokane. <laughs> And then there was like this Gonzaga thing and they, they went on this whole, like, it was like a five minute diatribe about that, which was actually pretty funny. I was like, here I am affecting Richard Deitch's podcast. Uh, but, um, so I could understand like, I you know, or like, uh, I covered university of Nevada, which by the way, if you're covering their athletic teams, there's a few things that are I'm here. I'm going to get on my, my high horse about Nevada athletics. You're welcome. Nevada. First of all, it's Nevada. Okay. It's not Nevada. It's Nevada <laughs> for the love of God. I don't know why this is a thing, but it's way more prevalent than what I thought it was. That is a huge Nevada. thing. 
Secondly, they are not, when it comes to athletics, the University of Nevada, Reno. They are University of Nevada. And because they were around a lot longer than UNLV. And they were called University of Nevada before UNLV came along. Mm. So they call themselves University of Nevada is what it is. When you're talking about their sports teams, they are not, you know, when you look at their chest, it doesn't say UNR. It says Nevada. Okay. Thirdly, here's your fun thing. Wolfpack with Nevada is spelled Wolf Space Pack. With NC State, it is one word. It is Wolfpack. But at Nevada, it is Wolf Space Pack. So I know all about like these little intricacies for fan bases and why it makes them upset. Mm -hmm. But like... I've always been, you know, at this point with Gonzaga, I think I'm allowed to get a little upset about it because it's like, guys, this is the, this point you're just uneducated, but like those things about Nevada, like I wouldn't expect other people to necessarily know that I wouldn't expect other people to know like, Hey, well, other than how to pronounce the state name, I mean, come on guys, but you know, I, so I wouldn't expect somebody to necessarily know, Hey, they do not go by UNR in athletics and that is like what it is hey when it comes to wolf pack it's wolf space pack not wolf pack one word i wouldn't expect that from someone because you can't expect people to understand those little intricacies and to be honest with you i thought kent state was a golden eagles too <laughs> so there you go i just i hey, the people, world needs more forgiveness well yeah i didn't mind people correcting me I corrected it. I said my bad, but I just couldn't. Yeah. Believe, I, and I couldn't believe some that idiot wrote that article and like was accusing me of just making excuses rather than owning up to it. When I clearly, like, like I, it was just, it was maddening. But anyway, as you can tell, I'm still pissed off about it. But I'll let it go. All right, it's, let's get on to something right. else here. So well, before, before, sorry, can I can I just add one more thing? Yeah. This is this is you'll you'll enjoy the pettiness of this. Um. It it got so bad between UNLV and Nevada that UNLV's president had to tell the athletic department at UNLV that they could not refer to Nevada as UNR in press releases because people were so upset. And then UNLV's athletic department kept doing it. <laughs> oh. See, that's, that's <laughs> grounds for being ticked off. Yeah. And... Uh, I, yeah, the, honestly, I have never encountered a rivalry like more petty than that one. It's really weird because nobody else really knows about it outside of the state of Nevada, but it's like a thing. So do you remember a few years back when UNLV came out with like a new logo and it was just like universally panned? It was really bad Mm -hmm. for athletics. Probably not. Kind of. Obviously. Yeah. And they, they ended up not using it. It was like this futuristic, like rebel thing it kind of looked like a superman like logo like that the s and superman a little bit just a little bit different anyways they never used it so nevada was so upset about them continually calling them unr and press releases they decided to put up on the scoreboard during one of the years the unlv logo that they like had like like literally never used and like hated and despised because it caused them to have, you know, bad PR. Right. So they put that logo up to represent UNLV <laughs> during the, during the 
rivalry game. And I, somebody in their athletic department came up to me. They're like, see that logo? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, yeah, we're, we're doing that just to just to Take piss them off. off. <laughs> <laughs> yes! I love this! <laughs> this is what I'm here for. So yeah, anyways. it's I love I love petty rivalries. Um, that seems... I mean, that's not really a petty rivalry, but that's just that that's yeah. Writing a whole story about it is a little is a little much. I prefer the more subtle digs like that. So. <laughs> all right. So pop culture, Scandal update coming up. But before that, we got Zion Williamson. Scandal has nothing on Ooh. Zion. So I'm not going to lie. I haven't taken a deep dive into this, but. Zion apparently is having. I've read, a all, I've read all her tweets. He's appa- I've read all her. He's tweets. apparently having a baby with someone else, and then this other woman. What's her name? Do you remember her name? Uh, anyway, she is pissed because she's been in a relationship, quote unquote, relationship with Zion, <clears throat> and she took to Twitter to air all their dirty laundry, calling out. She's posting text messages. She's posting photos. She's Mariah talk- Mills is her name. She's talking about their sex life. Like she's just going all in on poor Z. <laughs> so I, I I don't. This is too juvenile and and raunchy even for me because <laughs> I can mm-hmm. get juvenile and raunchy. But my big thing with this is the whole airing out of personal relationship situations on social media and doing it with text messages and getting all detailed, et cetera, et cetera. Now it was one thing, you know, back in the day before social media and even now, you know, if there's a breakup and one party is ticked or if the other one quote unquote cheated and one party is ticked and you tell your friends and you complain to your friends, like that's fair game. That's life. But to go on social media and post it especially when it's a public figure like that it's just it's so classless like at, at that point i don't care what he did unless he abused you obviously we're talking you know just sex scandal stuff <clears throat> i don't care what he did i don't care what he said <laughs> i don't care what your relationship was like you automatically lose every ounce of sympathy i don't care if you cheat on you with 50 people you go on social media like that and you're posting text messages and like, that's just so classless to me that I just, I, I don't even understand how it even gets to that point. You're, you're, you're announcing to everyone that you can't be trusted. You're not trustworthy. You're out for the, the clout and people are killing her today. Like they're, you're still talking about this. <laughs> they're mocking her. Your 15 minutes is up. You know, why are you still doing this? So it's kind of backfiring because she's not being, She's not being viewed as a victim in this. Now she's being viewed as someone who's just out chasing clouds. Anyway, what say you? Yeah, I mean, it's a little much. I, <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed um, a little a little being uh, not the operative word there. Uh, you know, I didn't <laughs> See you. See you love this stuff because you watch reality show TV. You're all into the Scandal thing, where there's there's this, there's this yep. cheating going on, and it's on TV, and they're getting together to talk about it on TV, which is even worse than than tweeting about it. But at least if you get together as a group to talk about it, there's consent in 
the, the conversation yes. as opposed to her just running on social media and talking. So I get that you enjoy it, Brenna. I get that late at night when you're going to bed, you, you, you got your kitty, you got your, whatever you're drinking or a snack and you got your phone and you're going through all the scandalous tweets. But aside from that, do you agree that it's just pretty pathetic? Oh, I mean, yeah, no, I would uh, never, you would never catch me doing this in a million bajillion years. <laughs> Uh, I don't, I don't really put, I, I, I never put anything like that out there. Um, no, thank you. Uh, I, I did think, I, I think the funniest part of it for me was him, was her like, I saw you a week ago and you aren't holding up to that clause in your contract about your weight. <laughs> and like all this stuff. I thought that was hilarious. There was another one where it was like, yeah, I'm not surprised you're fat. Like, you have cans and soda bottles in your all over your bathroom. Did she post a picture? Like, Did she post a picture of that? Or just... No, oh, okay. no, unfortunately. But um, I wish I... That would, that would be... That would make it 20 times better. Uh, yeah, I thought that was like... Like, you know, the most innocent... But funniest part of the whole thing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, this is. Woo! To Zion's credit, it's he something. hasn't responded, right? He has not. I, uh, well, I mean, as I. Well, uh, there was. I don't know if you saw, like, there were screen recordings and he was totally texting her. Yeah, he responded there to her, like, but I mean, publicly. Yeah, publicly. Yeah. He hasn't responded publicly, but he's definitely been texting her. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man, Zion, what a what a trajectory for him. He's, I you know, I had somebody say to me last night. They were like, "Did not see this coming when he left Duke. Like, did not see how his career has gone so far. Is how it would go." What What do you think? What do you think the future looks like for him? Like, what's like, is he going to go the way of Embiid, which means, you know, Embiid struggled with injuries early on, and then boom, he blew up and became, a, became an MVP. Or is he going to be like Blake Griffin, have a few good years, be good, but then never re- reach superstar status? And then eventually, when, when his athleticism starts to leave him, he stops being as impactful. And with all these injuries, who knows? That could be sooner rather than later. Or do you think, do you think he figures it out and gets rolling at some point? Because he was crushing it right before the hamstring. Like, he, like people were starting to throw him in the MVP discussion. And he yeah. went bonkers for, like, two or three weeks. And the Pelicans had the best record in the NBA. And then he left, and they lost 10 straight. Man. I think this personal life stuff is not a good, not a good indicator. Let's put it that way. Right. Um, man, at the very least, we can say... Some very unwise decisions have been made. I think that that's kosher at this point to say on multiple fronts. Um, so that's not that's not a good sign. No, but one of the greatest players of all time was a uh, a yeah. scandalous person in terms yeah. of his sex life and Magic Johnson, and then of course Will Chamberlain. So I can forgive that. But can you stay healthy? Can you stay in shape? Yeah, that's what I want to know. He's only twenty two. He's still young. He can figure it out. But he's on in four seasons, Brenna. Four seasons. That dude has played 114 games. 
That's not even 30. Sorry, I just felt a a Greg Odin like chill go through my body. Um, (laughs) Triggered. Um, (laughs) Yeah. He was 26, 7, and 5, 60% shooting, 37 on threes. Only took, he didn't take very many, but the threat there. Man, he's so talented. Hopefully he figures it out. Or hopefully he just stays healthy. That's the question. All right. Yeah. You, you want to move on to your scan of all? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think it's out. really, really 50-50 at this point. Yeah, I tend to agree. Really 50-50 about what happens with, with him. All right. He, he really does have. Oh, by the way, uh, Poo, Poo Jetter officially uh, in with the Blazers. Oh, they announced that it? That press okay. release just got... The press release just came out. So there you go. Disregard everything I said. Pooh, definitely with the Blazers. So there you have it. Um, <laughs> Yay. Yay. Okay. Scandal. Let's go. Scandal time. Um, honestly, I don't really want to talk about anything that actually happened in the reunion because it is what it is, whatever. What I do want to talk about is they they're like the last five minutes are what's gonna really like blow your mind like okay so what the last five minutes were were six six days after the reunion raquel who was the girl who tom sandoval cheated on his girlfriend with went to the camp or like she had a she had a like confessional interview and basically said and not that this is, it's not what she said that's interesting because to be honest, we all knew it. <laughs> what she said was that Tom was trying to, like, that basically they were trying to make it seem like during the union that the affair didn't go on for as long as it did. And um, then. And then she, and basically said that Tom was trying to make it seem that way. Well, you know, there's a lot of reasons behind that. Um, and that they were lying a lot of the reunion about the depth of the affair, which we all knew. So that isn't like a that isn't like a thing that's like, you know, that's not um, that's not shocking at all. But the shocking thing is, is that basically she went against Tom Sandoval and said, because he's she's like, yeah, he's going to be upset that I'm telling you all of this. And um, there was a few other things that she told the cameras that uh, he did not want out there. And so, yeah, so she basically kind of turned on him. I don't think it was like a situation where she was even like really expecting to turn maybe like it just kind of happened. And she was, she was like, I can't lie. And like, she just, she was like, I can't do any more lying. I can't lie anymore. Blah, blah, blah. And I think it just kind of like, she kind of unraveled on camera. Um, and you could hear like the producer at, they like put the producer asking her questions in, which is like very rare for reality television. A lot of times you don't show the producer um, or you don't have the audio, at least from the producer. And the producer kept like asking her questions about things and, um, kind of digging deeper and getting her to open up more and more. And, uh, yeah. Anyways, she, um, she kind of like went against Tom Sandoval at the end and kind of exposed him for the absolute, um, 
POS that he is. So <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was great. A great way. Next season's going to be awesome. Um, and yeah, like I think she might still be in like, cause I know that a few days after filming, she went to like a rehab center and she apparently is like still in this rehab center like trying to figure out like why she did everything that she did Mm -hmm. which i will give her longer than john morant um so (laughs) anywho uh so yeah so i'll give her that but yeah it was very interesting to watch finally she kind of she i don't think she intended when she went into that interview to turn against him but she did. She she went she went full heel heel turn and basically said, "Look, if I'm gonna, I'm not, I'm not gonna be the one that, I'm not gonna go down with the ship. Or I maybe I'm going. I've already went down with the ship, but I'm not gonna stay there. So, anyways, I found I, I kind of found that to be a, a really interesting moment to watch uh, watch somebody turn against another person like that. So, mm. yeah, that's basically your update. There was a lot of other things that happened, but. That's that's the highlight is that she basically turned against him. And apparently, like, but she's still been sending him letters. Like, she sent him a letter from the rehab facility. Of course. So, interesting. <laughs> yeah. And the reason why, and the reason why we know this is because <clears throat> Ariana was still, the girl that Tom was with, was still living in the same house he was living in up until a few weeks ago. Mm. And so she got the mail and saw a ma- saw a mail from Ariana or from Raquel to Tom. So season eleven of this show is going to be a banger, folks. That's all I know. That's all I know. So and there's your Scandaval update, and I will hopefully not speak about this again for quite some time. And all these thank pe- you. And all these people who hate each other can't wait to get back together and do it some more. I mean. I will say, like, I, I'm not, like, a devoted viewer of this. I'm really not a devoted viewer of any show. I'm not really, I know this sounds weird, but, like, I'm not a big, like, I can't, I don't do well just, like, sitting down and watching television. It's just not, it's not a thing I really do that often. However, um, I do know that, like, last season for this show was really bad. Like, season nine was not good. People were like, this show is bad. I don't know what to do. It might be time for this just to be done. And boy, do we have new life. So at least there's that. They, <laughs> this, this, uh, this, this scandal, no matter what anybody says, probably bought, bought all these cast members a few more years at least of getting paid. Right. So congratulations to them. <laughs> See, I think that, that's what makes me wonder if it's all manufactured to begin with. We need something. I know. Let's do this. I don't think it is. No. It's not. It's the feel that the way it is is just it's just too genuine. It's just too genuine. Wow, so genuine. Okay, I'll I'll take your word for it. Genuine scandal and hate on a reality show. I like it. (laughs) What a concept! All right, so are we thinking uh, Brandon Miller's coming in next week? I. We'll see. Yeah, there's supposed to be multiple workouts next week. Oh so, multiple. yeah, we shall see. All right. Well, 
Good work as always. I think we've uh, exhausted all of our topics for the day. That was a lot. Yes. Yes. That was a lot. All right. Thanks for listening to the Blaze. Oh, I always do that. Thanks for listening to the Sports by Northwest podcast with myself and Brennan Green. We're expecting some workouts next week for the Blazers and some more Damian Lillard rumors. There might be one going on right now. Who knows? Someone's about to post one right this very second. And we are also expecting Brandon Miller to come in for a workout, hopefully next week so we can get that over with. Because I still think it's possible that uh, Charlotte takes Scoot, but we'll see. Anyway, we'll talk about all that and more later on a future edition of, I almost said it again, Sports My Northwest Podcast. <laughs>